Hi, welcome. Hi, you. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Seen, Heard, and Loved podcast. This is Tafadza, or Project Tafadza. <laughs> um, a friend of me, a friend of mine, um, asked me like maybe it was like a week or so, no, a couple of weeks ago. He asked me, um, why, why, why Project Tafadza? And I'm like, oh, because of my work in progress. He's like, I had a feeling. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I had a feeling that's what it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm a work in progress. So, and he's like, and I was like, yeah, it's a whip. And he's like, well, and then we're both like, I should have said whip Tafadza. And then like, oh, that would have been a disaster. So, project, project. I'm a work in progress. So <laughs> that's a little bit of context. Who whoever cared about it, but <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. Um in today's topic, I feel like those people feel like, you know, um the different parts. So today's topic, or like a teacher is like, okay, in today's class, um, but it really isn't. You can tell that I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> skip around this thing. But anyways, in today's um in today's chat and today's today's conversation, um, I really was just compelled to, you know, get up, keep going, and record this. I've had such a busy week. Um, it's been a hectic couple of weeks actually. There's a point in time that I got quite sick. It was scary, but I thank God that I made it through and then just kind of just getting back to work and you know adjusting it was chilled and then all of a sunday like the work just yeah the wave just hit me and i'm in the midst of that wave and um just trying to navigate that and trying to navigate my feelings how i'm showing up you know trying to do the right thing priorities um but the days are just kind of just bleeding into each other and you're just kind of like oh i'm so tired so i am a bit tired but there is something that i i had a moment with with god about um one of the mornings on my way to work and i was watching i was watching this uh well i I was watching slash listening because I was driving. So I wasn't watching, watching because I was paying attention on the road. Don't worry. But I was watching this um, this episode or this um, interview rather. And this lady, she goes by um, Shantae Tribbett. So she's Ty Tribbett, if anyone knows him, you know, infamous gospel artist, um, Ty Tribbett's wife. And she was speaking about, you know, how she grew up in fear and how she you know her view of god was the fact that you know she knew that god loved her but she didn't really think that god liked her because you know she she had an experience you know from the moment that she was born you know she was born out of wedlock you know so basically like her parents were not married her mother um, married someone else had a stepfather so she knew the stepfather was the stepfather was helping the mom to take care of her and he it's not like he was a bad man he really was there he was present he you know he cared for her but they had a son and you know she just felt like well, well she he loves his son and you know she just felt like well, I don't want to make any mistake. I'm going to just tiptoe around everything. She didn't want to be 
present or make it known that she's present because you know she didn't want to feel like oh you know i'm a i'm a burden for you and and all of these things so she was just kind of just giving that backstory of her life and just this whole thing of all her life people pleasing in and into her adulthood she's even a pastor and how people pleasing just got into situations where she'll be overextending herself you know for people um someone who's in lack she would be giving and but is operating from this place of fear that fear was driving her need to please people and then that drove anxiety and that drove high blood pressure high blood pressure imagine that so literally as she is you know beautiful woman living her life she's a mom she's a wife she's a pastor she's all of these things but she had high blood pressure so she went to the doctor and um i'm not busy telling her full story (laughs) but she went to the doctor and they were doing like multiple tests and everything like that and um the doctors were like okay cool like have you ever been tested for anxiety and she was like not to my grown age <laughs> i'm paraphrasing but she's like that's embarrassing she said that it's like that's embarrassing like i'm a pastor of like a whole church i'm busy helping people speaking about faith but here i am getting diagnosed with anxiety disorder so you know they were like no it's your anxiety that's driving your your high blood pressure and that for me really hit me was the fact that you know fear leading to people pleasing that led to anxiety that led to high blood pressure her body was not okay her body took a toll and you know she she went into a space where she um basically took a break from everything went to you know spend time with god for 40 days and um she obviously was now trying to navigate the source of everything you know the source of yeah her anxiety the people pleasing the fear and you know it was such such a beautiful share from her i mean the i'm saying it the way that i'm saying it but the way she shared it in those six minutes like it changed everything for me and um she really just spoke about how God unraveled, you know, how she was just operating from a place of fear and everything that she was doing. She was, you know, <laughs> doing God's job, you know, and trying to take care of people from a place of fear because she wanted that approval. She didn't feel enough. She didn't feel like God actually liked her. So how she was showing up in the world, you know, was driving from that kind of place. And... um I remember I was in the car and for the past couple of weeks on my way to work, whenever I'm listening to a sermon, there's a point in time on the road, I just start crying and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so deep. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, God, I can't be crying on the road. No, oh no. <laughs> um, but that one I wept. Yeah, that one I wept because I, there was a day there was a moment in time um prior to this a while ago where i was just like you know what god why am i so fearful like why am i so fearful you know because i realized that 
there's moments where I just have this fear and it's like fear mixed with anxiety but it's like oh my gosh my future oh my gosh right now oh my gosh my past oh my gosh this and you know trying to find the root trying to find the understanding you know taking it back to my parents or my upbringing or whatever it is or what people have said or it's like but the rejections the disappointments and this that and the other you know work experiences friend experiences relationship experiences and I'm like the fear has had didn't start in my adulthood it started it like started way back then and I can't pinpoint a turning point that says like that shows me like okay cool this is where fear started I think it was just like the micro moments you know it could it was micro moments for example like when either one of my parents raised their voices at me that really affected me because I felt like they didn't like me. I felt like I did something so wrong. I was the kind of child that, yes, the one black child that didn't get beaten. But because fear came in so quick, <laughs> so quick and so fast, my fear went from zero to a hundred real quick before anyone could even say, we're going to now actually go fetch the stick, go fetch the belt. You know, my other siblings can say otherwise. But I had so much fear as a child. Ugh, man. And I don't know why. I don't know why. And a part of me feels like it's because I just wanted people to like me. I wanted people to love me as I love them. I wanted people to care for me as I care for them. And I think I felt like if I did what everything that I did, if I loved it, I cared and I did it and I took care of and I managed and whatever, whatever, then someone would tell me, well done, you're so good. I love you. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. But then now you have this anxiety and this fear and you're just kind of like spiraling, you know. So it's something I'm navigating, this thing of fear, but most importantly, this thing of approval. Finding approval, seeking approval, needing approval. (laughs) Because that's where, that for me is where everything it's just spiraling and it's a tornado and it's just just going just going just going just going this need of approval and um i've been having (laughs) a whole lot of like ups and downs in the past couple of weeks and i thank god you know he's been with me in those ups and downs and helping me understand certain things giving me revelation or giving me a peek or certain things where it's like oh oh okay i didn't think about that i didn't know that you know um but yeah fear (laughs) fear that leads to anxiety that leads to people pleasing for me needing that needing that approval yeah has been such a it has been it has been a challenge it has been a challenge and you know um shantae said like you know people pleasing can turn into sickness and it's something that has been really affecting me that I can feel in my body when I am stressed I can feel in my body when I'm out of whack I can feel in my body when I've conscientized someone else and what I am doing to meet whatever expectation unheard of expectation I think they have of me you know I had a moment today 
where I felt this immense pressure and I felt like it was unfair and I was, you know, I've been going, 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 trying to meet these deadlines, you know, it's pitching, it's this, it's that. And the kind of person that I am is that, you know, I don't want to disappoint my team. I want to show up and show out. I want to give the best. I want this thing to be perfect. You know, at some point in time, I try to control certain things because I'm like, this thing needs to be perfect. It needs to come out in a certain way and be like, yeah, I did that. You know, can I just be honest? (laughs) I'm just going to be humble, honest and transparent as Mike Todd likes to say, but it's like, I wanted, I want to still get approval in that way. Okay. And, um, when things go out of whack, when things are like not going the way I have planned and I, and that spider gets thrown in the works. Ooh. You know, when some, some companies, agencies, whatever, say they're agile, me, agility, mm-mm, mm-mm, no child, <laughs> agility, I won't lie, let me not lie to myself, like, yeah, I just, in that moment, I just feel like, seriously, this could have gone, otherwise, I could have had time, I could have done this, I could have, I could have, could have, it could have been, it could have been, so, I get um, a bit consumed by that, but the thank god for grace because i need to work through that for my future but um but it was what was what what was quite critical for me or what was clear for me when i had just had the moment was like okay what i was feeling was not necessarily like it was stress yes but i was like i was feeling afraid i felt afraid because i was like i don't want to show up unprepared like i hadn't done my job and you know like my thoughts were not right like my work was not right because yes we know that there's imposter syndrome and everything like that and like you know trying to show up not trying to show up like okay cool now i'm going to get revealed because i don't necessarily think it's that i think it's really this thing of like you know i can't show up to these people i'm prepared you know i and i need their yes you know i'm used to like getting in there and they're like oh taffy this is cool you know, oh yeah, I really like this. Yeah, let's go. Good to go. No, no word from me. Nothing from me. Nothing from my side. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. But that approval, that yes, that yes, that fuels you, and you just kind of like, okay, okay, I'm not stupid. Okay, okay, this was actually in the right direction. Okay, I was actually right. You know, so all of that stuff ends up like feeding the, those insecurities. You know. And, you know, I got the feedback and it, you know, I got, you know, initial feedback and it just was making me doubt myself completely when someone else has another thought. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I start spiraling. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was tired and I was nervous. I was so nervous because now I was trying to balance that and something else. But I realized that everything, it wasn't like it was a lot of stuff. But what I realized was that I was caring more about what people thought about me than about what people thought about the work. I cared more about what people thought about me than about what the work actually was, what the work needed to be. The work was the work, and I think the output will always be the output, but what mattered more for me was like, what kind of strategist am I in the room? Am I the kind of strategist that gives creatives, you know, crap work <laughs> to nothing to work with? Like, ah, oh, what the hell is this? Now we can't have, we don't have enough time or press for time because of you, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, no one has ever said that to me, but because in my mind, 
it's like moving you're like okay Whew, what if what if what if you know people pleasing can turn into sickness <laughs> people pleasing can turn into the spiraling and um it really affected me and i was like okay tef like this is actually a problem you know it it really is a problem and um it's something i'm really trying to navigate this idea of approval and you know needing it and just obviously kind of just coming from this place of like will i ever feel enough you know will i ever feel worthy will i ever feel like people care about me will i ever feel like the work can be separated from me well okay will i ever feel like you know i can step out of all of this and just move with peace with groundedness with surety with security um with worthiness you know and uh yeah yeah even if i if even if i think back my biggest areas would be like you know seeking approval from authority seeking approval from my mom and my dad seeking approval from teachers okay <laughs> i'll try my best not to be like a teacher's pet but the teacher's pet i'll look at them like really 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 i could have done that i could have done that you know so seeking approval from them seeking approval from friends you know growing up you kind of like okay cool if the friend is going to do that okay i want to show up i want to do that <laughs> you know just so that they can approve me so that they can say okay cool you are you are cool you can roll with us seeking approval from boys oh mess mess miss we've spoken about this already but seeking approval from them and seeking approval from bosses as well you know these authorities who you know you feel like they have the power to say yes need her in the room yes she must be elevated yes this that i want her to do xyz so you know i find myself looking at these people and i just have anxiety and tension and i feel like i'm not myself when i'm showing up well i think i'm I'm still parts of me are myself but there's other parts where i'm like deep down inside there's this fear and the fear is fueling me and i'm exhausted i really i really am exhausted um yeah I, I actually am exhausted and they say like you know when you're about to turn in like when you're trying to get into your 30s when you're about to get into your 30s you know you stop caring about what other people think and I'm like oh please lord let it be true for me because uh-uh. <laughs> I'm tired okay Mm-mm-mm. this life has drained me okay I, I want to stop caring about what other people think I want to be able to do the things that fuel me. I want to be able to just do and not worry and not, you know, wonder like, is this good? You know, not secretly send this to someone and be like, okay, what do you think? Or waiting for feedback, waiting for a compliment, waiting for something like, uh, you know, to just go and to feel enough and to feel grounded and just for the surety and the security to wash over me like dew, you know? Yeah. I think even when I know it's easy for people to say like, okay, yeah, you know, um, 
you know, this is what God says about you. Believe what God says about you. And I realize that, you know, when I say that to other people, I'm like, do I believe that? Do I believe that for myself? When, if, when I say like, but God says you're worthy. God says that you're enough. Like, do I believe that, you know, like there's moments where God will whisper to me that he is proud of me, you know, right before this, God, God said to me that he loves me and I broke down. Because I realize that when he says these things to me, what I'm looking for on the outside, what I'm looking for from my father, what I'm looking for, you know, from from strangers, what I'm looking for from bosses, what I'm looking for, you know, from my husband, what I'm looking for from friends, what I'm looking for from outside. When God says that to me, do I believe it? When he says he approves me, do I believe it? Does it actually bear root, you know? Does it get rooted? Do I, do I actually allow it room to sit with me? To actually get comfortable with me? To, to actually just make home inside of me? Do I allow what he says to just be a seed on the soil of my heart and allow him to water it and allow it to sprout out and to bloom and to stay bloomed? I think that if I must be really honest with myself, I think that I allow men as in like humanity to have more significance in terms of their view of me in comparison to God. I think I put too much significance in them because obviously like, you know, it's what, you know, it's who they see, you know, they see you in the flesh, you know, you hear their voice clearly in day and night and you're interacting with them. You can touch them. They're close by. You can smell them. They're right there. So the significance feels quite real. You know, it's right there in front of you. It makes you feel some type of way because it affects you in the flesh here. But when God says that to you, it's not something that you can smell. It's not something that you can just touch physically because what he says to you is on the inside. When you hear him speak to you, it's on the inside. So do I allow him the space? Do I make what he says to me? Do I create a home for that? And my answer, to be very honest with you, is that I haven't done that. I think I struggle with that and I think I think I don't allow him to I think I don't allow him to because for so long I've gotten so used to this is where it comes from instead of just saying actually where it really comes from is <laughs> from God you know to trust that what he says trumps what anyone else can say but make room for that make a home for when he says he's proud of me make a home for when he says he loves me make a home for when he says I am enough make a home for when he says that I am beautiful 
make a home for when he says that I am creative, that I can, that I am blessed, that when he sees me, he's so happy, he's well pleased, that I am seen, loved, and heard by him. I need to make a home. I really need to make a home so that all of these parents, friends, bosses, and boys <laughs> can't have authority over me, can't have a say, and can't disappoint me because I keep finding approval, seeking approval in them. You know, there's something that I I, I heard Well. I was watching another interview, <laughs> child. I was watching another interview, um, and it was a uh, Juliet and Tim Ross. Oh, guys, Tim Ross, super amazing. Go check out. Um, he's upset the gram on Instagram, and you know, in the basement on YouTube, like so, so, so. Ooh, child, so good. But his wife, Juliet, listen, I was like, I, <laughs> if I was to ever be in front of her, I better come correct. But no, no, no she, oh, bless. She was, she was really, really great. But um, she was speaking about her upbringing as well. And she was saying, you know, she was just sharing how, you know, in her upbringing, what her mom would say to her because, you know, her parents didn't have that great of a, of a marriage. Um, they got divorced. But, um, you know, they really cared for her. You know, they tried not to show her, you know, everything. But she knew what was going down. And her mom would never speak ill of her dad, you know. Um, and this is where she made room for people to disappoint her. She made room to, like, she understood. She basically understood the principle, of, you know, of the fact that humans are human. Humanity will disappoint you they will you know fail they will make mistakes and all of those things so she has created enough room to give people grace for that um she said that you know she's the kind the kind of person that she is she's a mind of a matter kind of person i was like a child i wish <laughs> but um a mind of a matter kind of person she had made up her mind at such a young age as to you know who people are what humanity is but also who god is like she had a very clear view and decision, decision. She made a home of who God is. And, you know, she, her mom would tell her, you know, randomly, she would say, you know, um, she would call her like sweet names. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just say, you know, honey boo, you know, your dad is your dad here on earth. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be here. But you have only one father who is in heaven. Okay. And then, you know, she'll just say it on another random day, you know, over breakfast, whatever. She'll say it again. You know, darling, your dad is your dad here on earth. You have only one dad. And, you know, because of him, you're here. But you have only one father who is in heaven. And she would say that again on a random day. You know, sweetie pie, your dad is your dad. Okay. Without him, you wouldn't be here. Your dad is your dad. But... You have only one father who is in heaven. And of course, she would say it over again. Your dad is your dad. But you have only one father who is in heaven. Who will not fail you. 
who will always be there for you, who loves you, who cares for you. And I'm going to add in here, who has already approved you. So yes, your dad is your dad. And often we associate our, our earthly father's characteristics, mistakes, joys, or whatever, memories or lack thereof. And we take that and halo that onto God, whereas God is very different. He One, he's not man. Two, two he is God. <laughs> but three, he is our one father who is in heaven who will never disappoint us because he's not man. He will not disappoint us. What he says, it is true and he's faithful to his promises. He is generous. He is kind. He is patient. He knows everything about us. You know, so if we know that we have one dad, if it wasn't for our dad, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for our dads, we wouldn't be here. I mean, that's reality, biology. No matter how we came, you know, whether it's through love or trauma, and that's okay. We still have one father who loves us, who loves us, who approves us, who is in heaven, but also is a, is with us when you've accepted Christ to say, okay, cool. You know, I believe in you you know and he's with us and he we only have one father who doesn't disappoint us who's already approved us so as much as for example for me i may be seeking my dad's approval and i may be seeking my dad's approval in other people <laughs> okay all right okay dad came and kicked me I may be seeking my dad's oh. I may be seeking my dad's approval in other people. I'm seeking my dad's approval in other people. Like even for someone to tell me that I'm beautiful, I'm just I think sometimes a little girl in me is just wanting my dad to say certain things. And you know what's funny? Even when you get those compliments or you get that well done, it never sits. <laughs> it, it never actually sits with you and it never it just never stays it never because the next day something can happen you're like oh back to square one again oh uh-uh but i have one father in heaven who will never fail me who loves me who has already approved me there's nothing i can do there's nothing i need to do because he's already approved me so no matter how I show up, no matter where I'm at, no matter, you know, what's in my hands, no matter where I'm called to, no matter what title is next to my name, no matter who I'm in front of, no matter who I give to, no matter, you know, what day it is when I'm laying my head down at night, when I wake up in the morning, God has already approved me. He's already approved me. So I just need to make a home. And I don't need to actually actively seek my dad's approval anywhere else. I just need to know. Instead of seeking. I just need to know. Make a home. Make room. Give the soil some watering. Give it space. 
maybe maybe even just dig the hole to say you know what god just one more time so i can plant the seed finally so that i can water it with your word with everything you've said to me so that i can just give it the light let me open the curtains let me take away my clouds of doubt and make room let the sun come and shine oof i feel that let the sun mm-mm. let the sun come and shine on what you have said to me you know i just think about jesus i think about jesus and i think about what he said what he did how he walked how he loved and the grace and the mercy he seeks he seeks mercy rather than sacrifice i read that this morning in matthew um i want to say matthew 12 <laughs> i don't want to say matthew 12 but you know god seeks mercy rather than sacrifice but yes you know creating that room watering it with his word you know letting the sun shine on that seed so it can sprout so it can grow so it can bloom and stay bloomed because he's the one who takes care of me he's the one who looks at me he's the one who whose face is upon me and i always pray that his face is upon me he's the one who who says that I am enough. He's the one who says that I'm a masterpiece. He's the one who calls me his daughter. He's the one who says I'm a royal priesthood. He's the one who says I am called and anointed for this time, for such a time as this. He's appointed me where I'm at. He's already allocated everything. He's provided for me. He's seen within me that no matter what mistakes I make, no matter the mess I make, no matter the insecurities, no matter the pain, no matter the confusion no matter the doubts no matter the journey no matter the journey that i've taken to get here he still has already approved me no matter how many times i've seeked approval elsewhere no matter how many times i've tried to find my dad's approval elsewhere my father in heaven has approved me he has approved me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't even know what else to say from here. Mm-mm. I think I needed this. <laughs> More than actually like sharing it with anyone else. But I do pray. I do pray that this unlocked something for someone else as it has been unlocked for me. And I thank God because prior to this session, I was like, God, mm, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but as he does, the Holy Spirit just came and did his thing. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I may need to listen to this podcast myself. <laughs> um, I think that's about it yeah um i'll part with these words i'm gonna just repeat them from juliet ross you know hi i'm saying this to you whatever it is that you're doing you know if you have been cleaning if you have been working if you've been just lying down and closing your eyes and listening i'm just gonna say this to you that your dad your earthly dad whether you know him or not, whether you love him or not, whether you like him or not, no, you know, whether he, 
he was present or not whether he made you proud or not whether he gave you gifts or not whether he tucked you in or not you know whether he cared for you or he hurt you whether he disappointed you you have one dad if it wasn't for him you wouldn't be here so we're thankful that you're here but remember you only have one father in heaven a father who is not man a father who will not fail you a father who loves you unconditionally a father who sees you who knows you he knows every single word before you say it he knows the roots of your pain and he knows the highs of your joy he knows you and he's already approved you so make a home for him make a home for his words so that they can actually bear root and they can sprout and they can bloom and the sun the sun the sun can shine on you can shine on those areas and you can just be free you can be free let's be free y'all <laughs> and that's that on that thank you so much for listening i really hope this has helped i pray this goes far and wide to whoever needs to hear this that you and i we are already approved let's not be so fearful let's be free so that our fears don't turn into people pleasing and anxiety and make us sick let's be free so we can be whole and joyful and yeah we can breathe child we can be agile okay i'm out i love you and i'll see you soon okay bye